Hey, welcome into the Best Coast Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Brandon, and I'm here with Jordan. How you doing, tonight, Brad? Doing great, man. How you doing? Ah, my soul left last night watching that oh, game. Oh man! Other than that, you know, I'm I'm doing good. It was a it was a it was a pretty good weekend of football, but a lot of injuries this weekend. I mean, they're just piling up now. So, yeah, I mean, you know, football is a rough sport. It it sucks, but that's you know that's part of what makes fantasy so exciting, and that's you know because guys are not going to finish the way you drafted them because of this. This is part of it is, is all the injuries. So like, yeah, it sucks and you hate to see these guys go down, but um, this is the time to start making moves and turn your team around. If you're started out bad and if you're started out great, you know, then uh, keep things going and and find ways to keep rolling. And that's why that, I mean, you know, everyone's like, Oh, you know, my season's over. I'm Owen too. No, you're not. I mean, Anything can happen to any one of those top teams. It's a long season. There's waiver wires. There's, I mean, look at last week's waiver wire guys, what they did this week again, you know, Puka, Kyron, Kyron. Williams, you know, those guys put up another monster game against one of the best, if not the best defense in the league. Uh, so, you know, you can, you can put together a pretty nice team off of, off the waiver wire, you know, uh, Ritter left them all on the bench. Uh, but you know, <laughs> you can put together a pretty good team off the waiver wire. So I don't think I've ever seen 118 points off of four guys on a bench. Um, that's a that's, lot. That's a lot. I would have beat my starters. Shout out Ritter. <laughs> yeah. His bench literally could have beat my starters. I think uh, mine too. Yeah. It, it was a rough, rough week. I, I again did not make the correct decision on my wide receiver. Um, and it cost me my week this week. Last week I snuck out the win, but couldn't do it this week. So that's in our main league, our league of record. So yeah, one of the several, but uh, definitely yeah. the the highest priority. So I am zero two in that league, and it's killing me inside. Um, I turned things around in a lot of other leagues, and I got a two and zero going as well. So, but gosh, I just league of records the one where you really yeah. really want to get some wins in early if you can, but. I've seen teams turn around. I've turned it around myself and Owen two is not a death nail by any means. So you definitely want to try and find a way to get a win this week though, and not start out Owen three. Uh, but yeah. even then you're still not dead in the water. Like, you know, I've seen teams start out Owen three and Owen four and, and find a way to claw their way into the playoffs. So, uh, you know, keep grinding and, uh, the waiver wire is part of the way to do that. So. Yeah, hopefully you'll get uh, Aaron Jones back this week. That'll be something we kind of talk about yeah, I need that. a little little later on, too, just in case he's not available. You know, some of these guys you can target, you know, just in case uh, as well. So, but, um, well, let's, let's hop into some of the news from this weekend. Uh, like I said, Nick Chubb went down with a, a gruesome knee injury last night in the game. Uh, I was driving home and... The, the chat just started blowing up and my soul left my body. Um, I was, I, I like a lot of people was very high on Chubb this year. And you know, it's, it sucks. Not just, not just fantasy wise, but like watching him play football is fun. And like, he's just such a good running back. And I just hope that this isn't too serious. And we, we see him, you know, back next year and, and, and playing still because man, he's just, so fun to watch play football. 
Not for sure. And I was just trying to take the silver lining earlier, not to downplay the seriousness of like this injury, especially, but you know, it's terrible for Nick Chubb. I wish him the best. And, uh, um, you know, but, um, just saying that that's, you know, that's part of the game and part of why we play. But, um, but yeah, this, this was really rough. I was super high on Chubb as well. I was bummed. He didn't fall to me in the first round in league of record. And, um, so yeah, it's, it's awful and you're going to have to find ways to adjust and, uh, and figure out what to do with your team from there. Cause losing a piece like that is really brutal at the, you know, this early stage of the season. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was telling you, I mean, I would have taken him if I wouldn't have traded my first the way that I did, I probably would have taken him at five. I mean, I was, I was, I thought he had the potential to be the number one overall running back this year. Um, starting to look a little bit more like Bijan, but uh, you know, I, I really was high on him and it, it's tough. And, you know, there is uh, some good waiver, you know, claims out there that you can get and, you know, some ways to still make that team that you have, you know, viable and, and compete. It's just, it's a little tougher when you lose a first and I lost him and, and, uh, you know, our dynasty, our main dynasty league, um, lost Dobbins in week one, um, so uh, I don't have a good track record right now for running back. So uh, hopefully none of my other guys go down or we're going to be in some serious trouble here. That rebuild may start a little sooner than I anticipated. Um, you just if let I, me know the moment it starts. Yeah. Yeah. I've had a few people reach out already. Um, <laughs> when, when my guys started falling, they were like, okay, maybe he's going to consider it. And I said, no, I'm going out and I got Kyron Williams and, I said I'm I'm still gonna, I'm still gonna try one more time, but if I lose someone else, I I had I had both Zachs reach out to me already, so it's it's a possibility it could come sooner than I anticipated. But uh, we had some other running back injuries too this week. Uh, Jamal Williams went down last night, um, hurt his hamstring, probably a two to three week injury at least. Uh, they they're, do have they're saying it's gonna back, take but... a little while for him to recover, so. I don't yeah. know what that means. Last night it meant Tony Jones took over. Uh, he was really the you know last man standing kind of situation. Um, but this week we're going to talk about Kendra Miller. Um, mm-hmm. You know he he almost played in week two, so I think he's going to be back for week three, and he could end up with a, a pretty big workload. He did miss a lot of time in camp though, so I think it's definitely going to take a little while before he's seeing you know, all of it. Um, and by that time you're going to have Camara back. So he's never going to have like a full workload by himself, yeah. but, um, you know, this it, is his chance to carve out some role though. Exactly. You know? And he could, he could turn himself into that RB two to go with Camara as the one, two punch with Jamal Williams missing. So, uh, this is his shot and I think, uh, he's a good running back. So we'll, we got to keep an eye on him for sure. And he's a guy you can probably get for really cheap on waivers this week with so many other guys that are going to get some serious bids. So, yeah. Uh, Saquon Barkley also, he suffered an ankle sprain late in the game, um, had a great game, uh, as far as fantasy goes, um, before suffering the ankle sprain, it was late in the game. They're saying it's just a regular ankle sprain. Initial reports were he's going to be out for three weeks. Uh, then today they said there's a chance he could play on Thursday. I would find it really hard to believe that he plays Thursday considering it would give him 10 days rest if he didn't play this week and that would give him a chance to come back um, the following week. But it's something to keep an eye on, especially because they play the Niners. Um, I'd be pretty shocked if 
if they rushed him back this quick for that. Um, yeah, do you I would think as well. there's a chance? Would you even play him if he did come back? That's I mean, tough it's to hard say. To... It's really tough to bench a Saquon Barkley if he's playing. You know, if they come out and say, you know, we're we're going to seriously limit his snaps, um, then I guess maybe I could just leave him on the bench even if he played a little bit, you know. Um, but what's the point of bringing him back if you're going to limit his snaps? Like, let him just rest another week? So I think that's the more likely thing to happen. Uh because yeah. he's they they want him to come back to a full workload and if it, it's a possibility that they give him 10 more days and then he's good to go for week four um and you know the rest of the season then that's probably the the smart route and i think that's what the that coaching staff will do so yeah that's my guess too uh david montgomery suffered a, a thigh bruise um he said this is going to take some time um then the coaching staff again on this one said uh, he's day to day. It's like, okay, what, like, what is going on with this stuff? You know, uh, I, I anticipate he'll miss a little bit of time. Um, you know, Craig Reynolds will fill in a little bit there, but I do. I mean, I would imagine that, you know, Gibbs starts to get a little bit more of a role now. Um, you know, Craig Reynolds will probably get some of the rushing work. He's, you know, he filled in right away when, uh, Montgomery went down. I mean, only got, I think four carries, but, you know, it's still, he's going to be in that role, but I, I just anticipate Gibbs getting a, a little step up now, uh, a little faster than I think they wanted to have Gibbs like really ramp up. They were trying to get him just acclimated, but I think this is the time where we see Gibbs really take off. Yeah. My reasoning for, for having that same opinion pretty much is that, um, with, you know, they've been scheming things for David Montgomery and who he's a good running back. Um, but now the, the scheme has to change. They're going to adjust how they're calling this next game for a more, uh, a more Gibbs friendly style than they did, you know, in the previous two weeks where they had a plan, they wanted to use the split and, you know, they were having success. So, um, at least in week one, they had a lot of success and, and, you know, um, they, they definitely want to bring Gibbs along slow, but that's not an option anymore. So I think this is going to be the week we really see Gibbs, um, showcased by this offense. So it's exciting, especially, you know, Amon Ra, they, uh, they're not saying he has turf toe, but it seems like he has turf toe. Um, you know, if he's, if he's limited, I, I think he's going to play. He came back to the end of the game and everything, but I think it does sound like he's going to play. I think yeah. he's going to play. I'm not worried about that. And I, I would still play him, but if he's a little bit limited and then you don't have David Montgomery, I think that really opens up things up, opens up things for Gibbs. Like he, and they're going to plan for that. Cause he, he's awesome when he has the ball in his hands. So they're going to, they're going to figure out how to do that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and then we also had, what like three major players uh going to concussion protocol Devonte adams uh jalen waddle and anthony richardson all are in concussion protocol going into this week something to just keep an eye on there's a chance they clear um Devonte adams went into concussion protocol after the game um so there's a good chance that he ends up clearing but uh i, I haven't heard a lot on waddle or richardson yet uh, as far as like where they're at in the process or or how they're doing, so it's something to keep an eye on the whole week, especially in two QB leagues. If you you know have Richardson, I do, so it's it's something to to monitor the whole week. 
Yeah, if um, they're like, uh, usually they follow kind of a progression that you can monitor throughout the week where like Wednesday, they won't be at practice. Thursday, they'll be like limited. And then Friday, they'll be cleared to return. Mm-hmm. And so if that's when they follow that progression, they're going to start. When they don't follow that progression, that's when you need to like by Friday, you need to be looking at other options. So, yeah, you know, try and make. Go ahead. I was just try and make your preparations now while it's waiver day, but uh, you you do have a little time to play with and and hope these guys are able to make it back. Yeah, if if they haven't like at least got to the limited stage Thursday, uh, Friday is like the absolute latest for like a limited to be able to be cleared. Um, if if they're not even limited by Friday, the chances of them playing on Sunday are almost impossible. So yeah. they um, can still clear on Sunday, but it doesn't happen very often. Usually they clear before Sunday and if they're going to play on Sunday. Yeah. Um, Brandon Ayuk uh, suffered a shoulder injury in the game on Sunday, uh, pretty early on in the game. He was able to play through it, but you could definitely tell uh, that he was a little limited by it. He had a CT scan today. It didn't show anything major, um, but they also play on Thursday. So it's something to keep an eye on. Um, my guess with that one as well is that they will likely sit him because of the 10 days rest. Uh, it, it's I think right now they're saying it's more of a pain tolerance for him if he's going to be able to play or not. So just keep an eye on that uh, tomorrow, see what practice looks like. I know he didn't it was an unofficial, like they didn't practice on Monday, but um, they listed him as he would have been a non-participant on Monday. So, um, you know, what do you think that means for Kittle and Debo and CMC? Like, I mean, do they just still have so many weapons there? You know, it's pick your poison day. When he kind of got banged up during the game, I thought, okay, Kittle is going to see more action and Debo has been getting involved. He was involved in week one. I think they're going to keep, I think Debo is going to stay involved. He's not always going to have huge weeks, but he's always going to be involved in the game plan. Uh, it's seemed like Ayuk was going to ha- kind of have that going for him as well. But after this injury, I was like, okay, maybe Kittle like steps up here and he really didn't do much in the game. Um, we saw a ton of Christian McCaffrey and I think that's always going to be the case. So, I don't really adjust things. Kittle has been really underwhelming so far. Uh, It seems like he's not getting the opportunities. He still helps this team a ton. He's got like the passes he's caught have been almost all like first downs. And in in a league where you're getting a point for first down, maybe you're still able to play Kittle. But right now he seems kind of unplayable in leagues. I mean, the tight end position is unplayable in general right now. Yeah, it's really bad. You know, um, it's terrible, terrible position right now. Um, Joe Burrow aggravated his calf strain. Uh, He said at the end of the game, there's a chance he could miss some time. What does this do for you, Higgins and Chase wise? Are you playing both of them? I mean, you likely don't own both, but I mean, could be in different leagues. Uh, If he doesn't start or if he does start with this, you know, calf injury, I mean, their offense has struggled uh, pretty heavily in their first two weeks. I don't think you can bench chase. And I don't think so either. chase is the type of player that like, even if, if Burrow doesn't play, it's going to be Browning. Um, yeah. Jake Browning. 
I don't think he's taken a snap in the NFL. If I remember right, I looked up his stats earlier and I don't, I don't think he, Oh, except for week one of this year, he took, he, he took a snap or two. Um, outside of that, I, I don't think he's taken any snaps in the NFL. He's been in the league for five years, so we don't really know what's <laughs> going to happen there at all, but I don't think you can bench chase cause he could, you know, take a slant to the house anytime Higgins. I, think i would bench if joe burrow is not gonna play and right now like i mean this week was great but i think that's what you're gonna see is a lot of boom bust out of higgins and if you have another good option that you feel also can boom then i would rather play them because i think the floor is going to be higher for a lot of guys right now than higgins without joe burrow or higgins with a banged up joe burrow Um, so i'm asking for a friend here um, no, you're not. You're asking for I, you, but you're also asking for me as a fellow Higgins owner. Yeah. Okay. So I also have Ayuk who's injured, who I would normally slot in for Higgins, but that Thursday night injury. Um, if he plays, do you start Ayuk over Higgins, or I have Judy or McLaurin? Would you start any of them over Higgins mm, with so- the injury? I might go McLaurin and people know that I'm not like a huge McLaurin fan, but you know, Sam Howell's looked pretty good. Um, who, who does Washington play this week? Do you have that? Um, I can find out for you real quick, but yeah, I, I think I would go, they play Buffalo. They're at yeah. home. So I think I would, I think, yeah, I think I would go with McLaurin in that situation, especially if Burrow's out, if Burrow plays, it becomes tougher. Because, you know, they're they need him out there and (laughs) they're not Mm -hmm. playing very well. They need to start getting some wins. Benching Joe Burrow for several weeks would be tough. Yeah. Um, Oh, and two in a really hard division. Um, Well, hasn't been really much this year, but uh, yeah, I don't think Pittsburgh and Cleveland are quite as good as maybe a lot of people wanted to make them out to be. You know, yeah. Pittsburgh D looked good in this last game against the Browns. The Browns have not looked good. Deshaun Watson hasn't looked good. Uh, so I don't know if the division's quite as tough. You know, it very it very well may just be Ravens and, and Bengals once the Bengals figure things out and Bur- Burrow's healthy. Yeah. Yeah. So that's going to be an interesting one. That's one to, to monitor. I think Ayuk's going to end up still on my bench, and then I'm going to play the Higgins one kind of by ear as the, as the week goes on, see how Burrow's doing and and so on. So, Yeah, um, and watch the progression of Ayuk, because I think Ayuk's that type of option where if I could play him over Higgins while Burrow's going through this, that's something I would do. I would feel confident yeah. enough in Ayuk. Okay. If you picked up Puka, do that. Absolutely play Puka Nakua over Higgins if you're worried right now. Yeah. But not, but not over Chase. Jamar Chase is too good. Like I think you got to play him no matter what. Yeah, he's still Jamar Chase. He could do just like Garrett Wilson did and house one for sixty-five yards and make your week. You know, still a thirteen-point week. So, um, yeah. All right. Well, let's before we get into the waiver side, let's talk a little bit about some potential, you know, drop candidates. Where you're at on some of these players. Um, and then when we get into waivers, we'll talk a little bit more about these guys. Would you drop them for, you know, X player? Um, so at the running back position, uh, a few players that we could talk about. Are you holding Cam Akers 
to figure out where his potential landing spot is or, you know, is that dependent on your team as well? Like, you know, with some of these guys that are on the waivers this week. I think I only would in a deep league or like a dynasty format. I don't, you know, in a shallower league, I think you can drop Cam Akers. He hasn't been like he had a streak last year, but overall he hasn't been impressive since returning from the injury. Um, It was a brutal injury to return from at the running back position. He had the torn Achilles and, you know, he's he's had times where he could get it done, but it's always been with massive volume. I just I don't know that he's going to go anywhere where he's going to see 20 plus touches per game and be able to remain fantasy relevant. I think it's likely he goes somewhere. He's part of a committee. And because of the inefficiency, he's going to not be able to really put up big numbers for your, you know, he's, he's not going to be a guy you can start week to week. He'd be at best like a maybe a bye week fill in or something. Uh, it depends where he goes and, you know, if he goes to the Browns and he can carve out a big role there, but I don't think that's going to happen. Um, no, Ford looked about, really good. They're talking about bringing in Kareem Hunt. Ford, Ford looked really good too. So, yeah. Um, the Ravens are really the only team I could see where he could possibly carve out a role. Yeah. But even then, I still think Gus Edwards probably still going to end up or Justice Hill is going to end up with some of the goal line work. I just don't necessarily know that he's got what it takes anymore. I mean, we've Kyron Williams took over this team. I mean, way, obviously way faster than anyone anticipated from out um, of nowhere. Yeah. Literally out of nowhere, like week one. And he just took the team um, straight to 96% of snaps last week. That's just insane. You don't see that very often that fast. Um so to me, he is, especially for some of these guys that are out there, he's he's a drop candidate for me. Absolutely. Um, They're good running backs to pick up this week with the injuries and guys I'd rather stash. If Like if you're hoping Akers goes to a good situation, it hasn't happened yet. And there's guys I'd rather stash right now than Cam Akers. Yeah. And then these next four guys, um, really the only one, I, if you didn't absolutely need a running back that I would hold, is as uh, Zach Charbonnet. Um, that's probably the yep. only one that I would hold of these guys. Uh, Samaj P. Ryan, Tank Bigsby, and Elijah Mitchell. I mean, I'd drop so P. much Ryan, for like, I'd drop Mitchell. Yeah, I mean, they said CMC was going to get limited touches. And the dude had 100% of snaps last week. Like, so much for limiting his touches at all. I mean, he's just fully involved, um, you know, Tank, yeah. again, he had zero touches last week. Um, I know. I might hold on to Tank, but it's tough with just with the zero touches. So if you're picking up one of these guys later, I'd drop him for most of them. The only reason why I probably would hold on to Tank is because ETN did have, uh, well, actually, they, they came out and said it was he was just having cramps. So yeah, um, I guess that's probably not that big of a deal. But, uh, you know, and then, and then P. Ryan, I, I definitely... You know, I thought he was going to have more involvement. Um, you know, the passing game for Denver has been a little bit, actually quite a bit more than I anticipated this year. I thought it was going to be quite a bit of Javante and Pirine. Um, but it's really just kind of Javante and then... Um, yeah, yeah. Piran's still going to get work here and there, and he's occasionally going to like sneak a goal line touch in from Javante, but it looks like Javante is pretty solidified as the guy here. 
Yeah. So he's, yeah. he's really just a handcuff at this point and especially in smaller leagues. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the wide receiver position. Um, you know, and you know what? Hey, Charbonnet, he might be the same. He's not getting used. Kenneth Walker's looked really good. Yeah, I mean, two touchdowns last week. He's scoring touchdowns. He hasn't been super efficient, but he has been scoring touchdowns. And so even if they were to start working Charbonnet in a little more between the 20s, he's not going to take over any kind of goal line work. Uh, He's, you know, Walker's been doing enough. So I don't think there's a huge opportunity there. So, yeah, in shallower leagues, I think I'd drop Charbonnet as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So the wide wide receiver position... um, Quentin Johnston is one. I mean, he was drafted in a majority of leagues. Um, he's had some involvement in the offense, had, you know, some red zone targets and such, but just not enough. I, I, I you know, I was one that I drafted him. I, you know, I've gone back and forth on it because I'm also a Keenan Allen owner and like you just never know with Keenan Allen. And I think if one of them goes down, you know, he'll have some involvement, but I just don't, I don't see it right now. And, uh, I just, if you're in a shallower league, like especially 10 team league, um, or less even, I don't really see the need to hold on to QJ. Like, what do you, he's similar to like Marvin Mims for me. You know, I, I know they have the potential, but I just don't know that they have the role right now. That's tough. I like QJ and the health history of those two wide receivers in front of him has not been great. So I think, you know, especially in deeper leagues, I definitely want to hold on. Obviously, in any dynasty formats, he's not going anywhere from your team. But um, in a shallower league, I think there's so many wide receivers on waivers. There always are. And, you know, the shallower the league, the more there's just like tons of these wide receivers out there who it's like, oh, this guy has upside, but this guy's been getting it done. But you know, but he's not very good on the whole, but you know, he's, he's getting it done more than some of these rookies who long-term have, have great outlooks, but all those guys are on waivers. So, um, yeah, in, in shallower leagues, I'm focused a little more on the running back and, uh, guys who are already getting it done and flashing at wide receiver, you know, like I'd rather have Jordan Addison than QJ right now or JSN right now. Um, cause he's just yeah. actually getting the targets, getting touchdowns and, um, those shallow leagues, you need, you need the points. So, well, that's similar, you know, somebody else we had on there was Mike Williams, you know, like uh, where, I mean, where are you with, uh, with him in, in general in this? Like, would you rather, I'll just ask it. Like, these are somebody that's like on the waiver, you know, someone like Nico Collins, who's getting a ton of involvement, ton of targets, touchdowns, you know, Josh Reynolds, um, you know, there's some interesting guys there that a few of these guys, I don't, I don't necessarily know that I would let Mike Williams go, but like, you know, QJ is one, you know, I'd rather have a a Nico Collins than QJ, even with what his potential could be, you know? Yeah. Um, I agree. But like, I don't think I could drop Mike Williams. I I don't think so either. There's too much there. Um, so his booms can be so big. Like, you know, he really can go out there and put up a 30 point game for you on a week. And so, um, you just have you know, to guess the week. Yeah, I mean, he's <laughs> he's that boom bust like flex play, but he 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 should be rostered. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about like DJ Chark? You know, came back from injury. Um, 
didn't get a ton of targets last week. Some people are still holding on to him. Is he somebody you would keep on your roster still? Or, you know, personally, he's definitely a drop candidate for me, especially with some of these other wide receivers that are out there. I would way rather have them, especially with just the offense in general. Uh, I, I don't think Chark is anybody that you should roster right now. No, Carolina's offense is pretty rough. I don't think I would want to roster DJ Chark and with the other guys available, I would I would be comfortable dropping him. Okay. Um we talked a little bit about JSN. You mentioned him. Again, he's still getting targets and you know, he's involved in the offense. If anything did happen to Lockett or Metcalf, I mean JSN's going to have a, a massive role cuz he's already involved in the offense right now. He's somebody that you have to keep stashed in my opinion i agree he's he's one of the best guys out there that to like have as a stash um i wouldn't drop him in most formats in a very shallow league like i said there's a lot of wide receivers out there so maybe he's available but um you know in in most league formats i want him on my bench i'm just i'm waiting he's 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 so good at football he's such a great route runner he's going to get targets at some point um and hopefully you don't have to wait for injury like but he's certainly not gonna just surpass metcalf or lock it so i think there's a case to be made in in shallow leagues where it's like all right you know i can't just wait for one of those guys to get hurt for him to have the volume necessary for me to play him in in this kind of format yeah i mean eventually you're gonna have to make a choice do i win games or do i hold on to a player you know and sometimes it's hard um, you know, similar with Jahan Dotson, you know, I Dotson's getting the involvement, but it's all short passes, screen passes, like just not that breakout we anticipated with Jahan Dotson. But I like the you know, involvement of Howell and what he's doing. Um, so That's I, what I still I think there's say. I still yeah. think there's a chance. Howell showed a little more this week. You and I are both kind of on the Howell bandwagon, not as like a go get Sam Howell and play him every week kind of deal. Just like, you know, he's he's better than people were giving him credit for, and he's going to be able to kind of support these wide receivers. So uh, he showed a little more this week, had a nice, nice touchdown pass to Terry McLaurin, and I think he's going to start getting, you know, taking some more shots downfield and, uh, the offense will get a little more comfortable as the season goes on. I like Dotson. He's already shown us a bunch. He's shown us like that he can get it done in the red zone, which is the biggest thing, is that he can he can command high-value targets. So I would not get rid of Dotson in pretty much yeah. any format. Um, the next one, you know, Zay Jones, uh, super involved week one. He was still involved in week two, he did suffer that knee injury, left for a little bit, um, came back into the game, was a toe away from scoring uh, two, two touchdowns. Times. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ridley as well. There are four touchdowns, two to Ridley, two to Zay Jones, that were literally a toe away from uh, being touchdowns and the whole game being different, that Jags-Kansas City game. Uh, just couldn't get it done. But, you know, is Zay Jones a, a drop candidate for you? Uh, Kurt got a little bit more involved this week. Um, I mean, how do you how do you feel about him? 
Yeah, Kirk did get a lot more involved this week. Had a really nice week after I told my brother to start Zay Jones over Christian Kirk. Absolutely. He was getting way more, you know, (laughs) he's playing more snaps, running more routes and getting more targets. How could you not play Zay Jones over Christian Kirk? So, of course, that didn't work out. Um, But I think Zay Jones is still worth holding on to this. You know, this offense is figuring things out a little bit. They were a good offense at the end of last year. So I expect them to really turn things on over the next few weeks. Uh, I think they got some good matchups coming up. And uh, Trevor Lawrence has has not been good, but I think he is good. So I'm going to I'm going to hold with these guys and kind of see how it keeps playing out. Zay Jones may be a guy you can drop in the next couple of weeks if things continue to trend towards Christian Kirk. But uh, I think we're going to kind of see a back and forth between what we saw in week one and what we saw in week two. And if the offense starts getting better over the course of the season, that may be enough to kind of keep both of them afloat, even with Calvin Ridley uh, kind of solidified more as the, as the one. Yeah, I agree. Um, this guy for me, along with like DJ shark is like hundred percent a drop candidate for me. Juju Smith Schuster, uh, just yeah, doesn't seem to be involved at all in the offense. I just think drop him, pick one of these other guys up, cut your losses with them. It's time to time to move on. Um, let's jump over to the tight end position now, which is a disaster all around. Uh, but I want to touch base on a couple of these guys because, they were drafted, you know, not super. Pitts was drafted pretty high. And that's the first one I want to talk about is Kyle Pitts. Um, a lot of people are going to have a really hard time dropping him. But where are you with Kyle Pitts? In a redraft format, you can cut Kyle yes. Pitts. I agree. Redraft, cut your losses. Like, it's time to at least get something. There's just no, there's not enough passing volume there. Like, it, it's just, it's. 18, 18 pass attempts a game is just not not enough. Um, it's when you're when people are out here considering whether or not they should hold Drake London, like yeah, he had a big week too, and a lot of people are probably trying to trade him high off that week too, um, because you know people are just like the volume is not there. So if uh, if people are considering dropping Drake London, you can absolutely drop Kyle Pitts. Mm-hmm. And I don't um, think you should there's... drop Drake London, but you can drop Kyle Pitts. Yeah. Uh, what about Pat Fryermuth? Um, I, I ask this because yes, he got the touchdown week one. It kind of masked the issue, but he has five, two catches for five yards and a touchdown on the season. Um, granted two pretty difficult defensive matchups and they do get easier over the next couple of weeks. Um, he has, uh, I was looking at this earlier. He has Vegas next week and then he gets Houston. Um, you know, so some easier matchups for him. You can play Pat Fryermuth against Vegas. We don't even see tight ends when they're running routes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, I think you're okay. Okay. So I guess this week, yeah, you're probably good to, to hold on to, to Pat Fryermuth, but like, do we really even trust the offense in general? I mean, no. they hyper targeted uh, Pickens, and that was pretty much it. That was that was the offense. Um, you know, Najee was terrible. Actually, Warren was really involved in the passing game. Uh, but yep, you know, 
Pat Fryermuth, I mean, one catch for two yards last week. It, it was. I'm, You'd I'm, almost rather have the donut. I would. It was torture. Like I, needed, so I needed eight points out of my tight end to win. And I got point seven. And it was the most painful thing to watch. Like, throw him the ball. Yeah. Uh, so it would help what about their like offense a- to get it to the tight end some like and Pat Fryermuth is a good tight end. So I don't and they've got the new rookie Darnell Washington. He got out there and did a little bit of work and, you know, I'd love to see them, you know, come out and and use these tight ends a little more. But I don't know if it's going to happen. I don't know if they're their offense looks terrible. I don't they've got the, some things to figure out for sure. And I think Kenny Pickett is uh, not not very good. Unfortunately, yeah. I don't know if it's Kenny Pickett or the OC. The fans seem to think it's the OC, so maybe that's the situation. Is maybe they need to get somebody else in there to help Pickett succeed, but it's yeah. it's real bad. What about like uh, David and Joku? Um, you know, he is running quite a few, like you know, high snap percentage, seventy three percent and eighty five percent. He had three targets, two receptions for 24 yards, and then four targets for 48 yards in week two. Um, I I don't know like what is going to be really better on the waiver wire for you, you know, than Njoku, but there's a couple guys who are seeing a little more volume. I think I'd rather have than Njoku, but I think you know, with most tight ends, you're just hoping they catch a touchdown. And Goku yeah. catches touchdowns. So even that offense is not very good. And if you can find a tight end in a better offense where they're going to score more touchdowns, to go that route. But um, and I think Njoku by the end of the year is going to turn things around and he's, he's going to have some touchdown upside, especially with this offense losing Nick Chubb. They're going to need to find some places to go. And Amari Cooper, you know, he's, he's had some good years, but he's not usually a, a red zone target the way a guy like Njoku is. So I would expect, I would expect things to turn around a little bit. Yeah. Um, and we'll just briefly touch on the quarterbacks here. This is a one quarterback league, not not any two quarterback leagues. But, um, you know, I don't think you even think about dropping him. But are you worried about Fields and just his play in general? Absolutely. It's been really bad. <laughs> There's no other way to, to put it. But I, I don't think you drop him. Uh, I think if you're uncomfortable with the matchup right now, you can try and find somebody else on waivers. There's some other good streaming options like Kirk Cousins is out there in a lot of leagues. He's been tearing it up and he plays the Chargers. So uh, and it's not in prime time either. So if you if you can snag Kirk Cousins and play him instead of Fields, I would do that. But it doesn't mean I'm dropping Fields. Yeah. Or, you know, like, you know, Tua could be on some waivers. Yeah. Uh, Jared Goff's been playing pretty well. He's home against Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta slows things down a lot, which worries me a little bit. But um, the way he's been playing, I think Goff's okay. Uh, yeah, Dak's at Arizona. Arizona. I, I just worry that that's going to be a running game. I I, I, just... I worry that their defense is going to score so much that Dak doesn't have to do anything like Week One. <laughs> that's yeah, you exactly. Know. Yeah. Um, so. Watson plays Tennessee and they do not give anything up on the ground, but they do through the air. Are you, but he can't throw. So right now I, I just, I honestly, I, I couldn't start Watson. I don't think there's anybody that I would start 
Watson over that's probably rostered in 12 team leagues right now. Yeah. Watson, um, you can drop. I think yeah. in, you know, in not in two QB leagues, but every, yeah, every other format, even in like a 14 team league, I think I'd rather just be streaming than relying on Deshaun Watson to turn things around at this point. Agreed. I mean, you know, I originally drafted him in our league record. Um, just in the, you know, I thought to myself, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give him that. I think maybe he's had the off season. He's going to turn around, looked at waivers before week one, picked up to a, and I'm glad I have not looked back since, um, <laughs> you know, so uh, I, I would be looking elsewhere, especially, you know, there's a good chance. Yeah. Kirk cousins is on your waivers or Jared Goff and cousins, I believe is the QB one on the year right now. Yep. He um, is. And, and he does get the chargers, which is likely to be uh, a passing attack and uh, probably a high scoring game. Um, it's probably going to have one of the highest over unders of the week. Uh, I would imagine. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's hop into the waivers then. Um, we just touched uh, quite a bit on the the quarterback position there, but let's get into the, the running back position because this is the one that's probably the biggest um, on, on the week with how many running back injuries we had this week. Uh, check your waivers for Kyron Williams. Um, he is still available in like, 41% of leagues, I believe, uh, on sleeper. So take a look. Uh, his volume is insane. He's involved in the passing game. Everything. He ran 96% of snaps. There's really nobody else getting involved. So check to see if he's there. He's my number one waiver ad still. Uh, if for some reason he slipped through, um, I think even in some shallow leagues, like he's worth taking a look at. He just put up some monster points against San Francisco, which is very hard to do. Oh, so I, in my work league, I picked him up last week. He was my number one waiver wire ad last week, and I grabbed him and well, him and Puka, and that's the two mm-hmm. guys I snagged. Even in a shallow league where there's tons of guys on waivers who are playable, I snagged those two, and I am starting them both this week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, second one I would say is Jerome Ford. Uh, we saw what he did. He had 18 carries after a Chubb went down. They're a run. They're a running team. They love to run the ball, and he looked really good. I uh, probably would have had another touchdown um, if he wasn't so gassed from, you know, just busting out a 69 yard run. I believe it was 69 or 70 yard run. Um, you know, so he's there. Uh, he's available. Uh, that's he. If Kyron isn't available, he's my number one ad. I would probably use most of my fab on him 80 to 85 percent of my fab i don't care who they bring in um i think he's still going to be a majority run the ball a majority of the time he looked really good and he knows the offense kareem hunt does worry me a little bit but um you know if you lost chubb um you know i would spend most of my fab on him <laughs> I, I i agree yeah i would if i lost chubb especially i am spending up on jerome ford uh unless kyron williams is out there that's or yeah kyron williams that's the yeah. guy i would go with uh but outside of that jerome ford i would definitely spend up um because the rest of these names are not super inspiring i do worry i, I agree like kareem hunt is visiting cleveland and he's here on our list too but he would be a much lower priority. He hasn't signed with the team. He's still a free agent. So uh, he knows that offense. He knows that scheme. I think it's a really good fit, and they probably will bring him in. But 
uh, we'll, we'll, we got to see that play out. So he's, he's a stash, but not a guy I would spend a lot of fab on if you're in a fab system and I would put a low priority on him. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. I mean, the only good thing, like the only reason why I do think that they do bring him in is, is like you said, he knows the system. It's going to be less time, but I still think no matter what, you know, Ford's going to have the opportunity next week. And, and with the way he looked last week, he could put a stronghold, a stranglehold on that, you know, position and just kind of have it. And Hunt could play that pass catching role, um, you know, for them that he was before, but I don't think he, they let him go once. I mean, they're not, you know, and he hardly got involved last year with Chubb granted, you know, Ford's good. He's not Nick Chubb, but you know, he's, he's, he's good. So um, some of these other guys, I'm not super high on a majority of them. Um, you know, Tony Jones is one. Uh, he was involved uh, for the Saints after uh, Jamal Williams went down. Um, I'm actually higher on Kendra Miller than I am on Tony Jones. Same. Uh, like you had talked about before. What kind of, you know, fab would you put on on Kendra Miller, you know, this week, knowing that Kamara's back in week four? I mean, I wouldn't put a lot out there. I think maybe around 10%. If you're needing a running back, you're like, he's, you know, he's going to be behind Jerome Ford. He's going to be, I don't think people are going to really spend up a ton on Kendra Miller. He hasn't been in practice. I mean, he's been, he's been injured pretty much all the preseason and the regular season so far. So um, it's going to take him a little time to get acclimated. I'd, don't think you really need to spend up because I think it'd be tough to start him this week. Uh, you know, it's, it does sound like he'll, he'll probably have a pretty good role, but I think he'll end up splitting with Tony Jones Jr. at least for this week, just because he hasn't been there and, and probably doesn't have a full grasp on the offense, but he could surprise. Um, if you're in a really tough spot, there's probably worse starts you could have than Kendra Miller this week. Cause I think he's significantly better than Tony Jones Jr. Yeah. Um, what about Craig Reynolds? Uh, you know, he he stepped right into that role for David Montgomery. We talked a little bit about Jameer Gibbs getting more involved, but if Craig Reynolds does play, you know, even 80% of a David Montgomery role, he's at least a, a flex play, especially if you've suffered some major injuries with Dobbins going down, Chubb going down, losing out on Barkley. You know, does he interest you at all? Is he... Yeah, higher than some of these other guys. I think uh, I pro I like him less than Kendra Miller, but uh, probably you know more than like Tony Jones Jr. More than Matt Breida or Gary Brightwell for New York. I think I have him a little bit higher than Kendra, um, just because we do know that Camara's coming back and he's going to have that you know pretty massive or we do yeah we do know that Kamara is coming back so yeah Montgomery is going to come back too though this doesn't sound like it's super serious it sounds like maybe a few weeks yeah yeah um and then you know we had Brita and and Brightwell on there you know Brita being higher for me but um now with the news that maybe this Barkley injury isn't as bad are you willing to spend you know, a decent amount of fab or, you know, how much no. I was only at 10% anyways, but I'm probably even less than that now with the, the Barkley news. I mean, if you're the Barkley owner, maybe. Um, 
Yeah, if I need but a start for this week, I'm willing to pick up and play Matt Breida. It's not a great matchup, but um, yeah, I'd be willing to pick him up and play him if I needed to, you know, if I needed a spot start. But I'm not going to spend a lot of fab on him unless I'm in that situation where it's like, you know, this guy or nobody. Um, yeah. So... Outside of that, yeah, I wouldn't be spending a lot on Matt Breida. Um, maybe 5% of your fab if you're just looking at a bench stash or if you're maybe the uh, Saquon owner and you've got another guy who you're not 100% sure on. Maybe Aaron Jones was on your roster or something. And so you've got some question marks. You could put, you know, you could pick up Matt Breida for cheap, keep him on your bench. And then if things break wrong, then you play him. If things break right, you just drop him, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Someone else to keep an eye on just to to look to see, um, you know, if he's on on your waivers is Roshan Johnson. Um, he's owned in 51% of leagues on sleepers, so he's still available in quite a few leagues. He's starting to get a little bit more involvement. It's still not his backfield, but, you know, decent decent week last week with what he was given he had 42 percent of snaps you know four for 32 he had two catches for 10 yards you know not quite getting that involvement yet but i think throughout the season we start to see roshan take on more of a role so he's a kind of a stash candidate for me if he's still available in in your leagues yeah the only downside is how bad chicago is but i like roshan johnson as a talent and i think if they can fix their offense even just a little bit um and he starts to take over more of that role he could be really awesome so uh i like roshan i think like if you need somebody to start this week he's really low on the list if you're looking for a stash then i like him a little more than kendra miller um, because of the competition that he's going to face there at the running back position. Alvin Kamara is obviously a lot better than um, you know anybody else that Chicago has to offer, even once De- Deontay Foreman comes back. So, um, yeah. yeah, I would I would prioritize Roshan if you already have good running backs and you're just looking for a, a stash. Um, that's you know uh, not over Jeremy or Jerome Ford. Uh, after Correct. Jerome Ford, I would go Roshan for a stash. But if you need somebody to play this week, I wouldn't feel confident playing Roshan at all. Agreed. Okay. All right, let's hop out of the wide receiver position. Um, there's actually a few guys here. Uh, my highest uh, wide receiver and probably just behind Jerome Ford for my top pickup of the week is Nico Collins. Um, you know, heavily involved in, in the offense. The offense – doesn't look bad. I mean, it's always in a, kind of going to have that negative game script. So the wide receivers are going to get a lot of involvement. Tank Dell was involved. I don't mind Tank Dell either. If Nico is already owned in your league, you know, Tank Dell is somebody that you could possibly stash uh, to see what his involvement turns into. But I think Nico is the highest on the wide receiver list for me. Um, how, what do you, what do you feel there? Yeah, I think Nico is probably number one. He's seen the volume. The offense is moving like they're getting yards. Um, You know, it's not great as far as touchdowns go. And the team is terrible, but uh, they're uh, they're moving the ball. It's interesting. They might have they might have found found something there. I think uh, he's had uh, 109 pass attempts, if if I'm correct. You are. Um, I heard that stat earlier, too. Yeah. And, you know, uh, Nico had uh, another great game. I'm pulling up his exact numbers uh, this week. 
Um, nine targets, seven receptions, 146 yards and a touchdown. Uh, the week before he had 11 targets, six receptions for 80 yards. So, you know, he was a wide receiver four on the week this week. Tank Dell as well caught a touchdown. Um, Dude, and Stroud so, threw for 384 yards this week. Yeah. Yeah. Tank Dell had 10 targets, seven receptions for 72 yards and a touchdown. Um, he was a wide receiver 19 on the week. So, you know, those are guys, you know, when we're talking about, you know, some of these drop candidates, we had, you know, QJ, um, DJ Chark, probably even Elijah Moore, uh, and, you know, Juju, I, Zay Jones, even if you, if you need that wide receiver, that flex position, uh, in a deeper league at 12 team, you know, league. Uh, I really like the look of Nico Collins and even Tank Dell, especially in a PPR format. They're getting heavy targets. They're really allowing them to pass the ball because their offensive line is so bad. I mean, Pierce cannot run the ball. Um, I I don't remember the exact stats, but I heard is he's uh, he had oh it was in last game. I I, I heard it on the ballers. Shout out to the ballers. He had um, his. 39 yards after contact and he only had 31 yards rushing. <laughs> yeah. He's getting That's hit behind the line every line. time. Yeah. So they're going to throw the ball a ton. And so I, it's, it's weird to say, but I, I do kind of like both, especially in a PPR format. Um, I do know, too. They're, they're Nico, Nico a little more than tank Dell, but I like both. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, tank Dell. I think you can get a lot cheaper um than nico uh in in most leagues most people are going to pay more attention to that that game that nico had this week uh so if you know you miss out on nico a smaller bid on on tank dell uh is not a bad option but another good wide receiver josh reynolds um back to back just really good weeks uh he's super involved in the offense um and then now with the injury to uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, yeah. you know, this could be even bigger for him. Uh, you know, week one, he had seven targets, four receptions for 80 yards. Uh, week two, six targets, five receptions, 66 yards, and two touchdowns. You know, depending on the severity of this Amon Ra injury, Josh Reynolds could be super value in a very high powered offense. Um, you know, where do you have Nico higher or Reynolds higher? Because I mean, Amon Ross is still going to play. So, yeah, I'll go Nico still, but I yeah. do like Josh Reynolds as a pickup, uh, especially, you know, in, in full PPR. Um, but he's scoring touchdowns too. So I think you can pick him up anywhere. Um, but yeah, Nico Collins, I like just the more volume. They got more weapons over there in Detroit to, to spread things around. So even if Amon Ra is missing, Josh Reynolds is still competing. With uh, Sam Laporta, who's really come on, who's going to be in our, you know, in our tight end pickups, um, and um, you know, Gibbs is there, so there's the ball's going to be spread around. I think it's a little more of a narrow target tree with uh, Nico Collins and Tank Dell, seeming like they're kind of taking over those those top two roles. So, I like those guys better. Um, Josh Reynolds over Tank Dell, but Nico Collins is yeah. solidly first for me. What, what about, so let's talk about some of these guys we had on the drop candidates then. Would you rather have, you know, both Nico or Josh Reynolds? Well, let's go Josh Reynolds because we've talked a little bit about Nico, but Josh Reynolds over QJ. 
if I need to start this week, yes, absolutely. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, so that, yeah. And would you rather, so you would rather have QJ long term just to see what happens than, yeah, have, cause you're, the chances of plugging, if you've got solid wide receivers, the chances of plugging Josh Reynolds in, you'd rather have that option of what QJ could be. Yes. Exactly. Okay, what if about, I don't need a start for this week, or if, I, if my wide receivers feel good for the next three or four weeks, then I am. Yeah, I would probably not do that. I would hang on to QJ and hope that he turns into a monster. Okay. Um, but DJ Chark definitely drop for either one of those guys. Yeah, absolutely. Elijah Moore. Yes, I would drop Elijah Moore for for Josh Reynolds. Zay Jones. That's tough. Um, I'd probably stay tough with Zay Jones. I'd I'd See, take I, Nico. I say but... Josh Reynolds over over Zay Jones only because of what how many offensive weapons there are. I mean, there is in Detroit, but Detroit passes the ball a ton. They are that type of an offense. I think they put up a lot more points. Whereas, you know, in uh, Jacksonville, you've got Ridley, who is going to command most of the targets. Chark, who's very involved. And then you have ETN, who's involved in the passing game as well. Not Chark. I personally Christian Kirk. Yes, that is exactly who I meant. Um, I personally would go Reynolds over Zay Jones. But no one else on this list. They're really just close. Nico and, and Josh Reynolds for me, I would go over Zay Jones. But that's it. As far as the rest of the guys, no. Um, you know, a couple other guys we have, we have Sky Moore and Kadarius Tony personally. Um, I know Sky Moore had a little bit of a better game this week, but I'm, I'm still kind of out on both of them. Um, that's what Sky I wanted Moore to see. Make- That's why I put question marks. Cause I was like, are you back in on either of these guys? And I, I own both in dynasty leagues. So, or at least for one, me, one Sky league. Moore, more than Tony, um, I, still, I just can't trust Tony at all. Uh, I can't, can't bring myself to own him. Um, yeah. So another one on the list is uh, Jaden Reed. Uh, yeah, had a good game this week. Uh, did get two touchdowns, but I think his involvement's going to start to come down. Uh, I expect Christian Watson to be back this week. Um, I thought he was going to be back last week, but you know we'll see. There's always that re-injury risk too uh for him so you know Jaden reed is definitely someone to keep an eye on uh he showed his explosiveness he showed what he can do on the field this week so i think he's more of a keep an eye on for me um in deep leagues yeah i would definitely you know look to roster him but that's about it yeah Um, i like Jaden reed as a stash uh if christian watson's not back this week i think you can play Jaden reed it's a tough matchup, so I'm not super excited about it. But I think you know he's he's a an option, and um, we've seen Jordan Love slinging it around and throwing several touchdowns, or you know at least two touchdowns a game. So uh, and he seems to like Jaden Reed as a target in that area. So Jaden Reed's got some touchdown upside, and uh, I think you could do worse. Yeah, um... and as l- the long term, I I love that guy. I think Jaden Reed long term is going to be great. I think. He, you know, by the end of the season, you could be playing him ahead of Dobbs solidly. Yeah. Yeah. I think he has the potential. Um, 
as but dynasty uh, be, i would love to own him yeah, yeah. um so so a couple other guys uh darius slayton i'm not super high on him it would have to be a pretty deep league for me to roster him um just yeah i i don't really trust the giants offense um at all 14 team leagues or or really deep leagues where there's not a lot on waivers Darius Slayton might be out there he played 82 percent of snaps this week for the Giants and maybe their offense is starting to figure things out so that's yeah we'll see but yeah, uh, I certainly wouldn't be spending up in fab on him uh, like zero dollar bids yeah Marvin Mims uh you know that's that's a stash candidate if you have a you know, deeper bench or, you know, you're solidified at wide receiver and you want to stash him. He's similar to like the QJ, um, you know, stature for me. Uh, you know, he was the wide receiver 13 on the week and he only played five snaps, had two catches for 113 yards and touchdown. Would you rather stash Marvin Mims or Jaden Reed? Ooh, that's tough. Um, probably Mims. Uh, just because I, I could see his role really starting after this week, I could see his involvement really going up. Um, and he's, he's pretty explosive. Uh, and I, I just don't know what reads. I think he could be limited to a slot role if Watson comes back and Dobbs holds on to that position as far as redraft this year anyways. And, you know, <laughs> I that that's a tough one. I mean, it's close. I'd go read, but I think it is very close. Yeah, it's it's super close for me. Um, So, all right, let's hop over the tight end position. Um, I can't believe I'm even saying this, Hmm. but Zach Ertz, uh, you know, this guy is targets. I would rather have targets. I would, yeah, like I'd rather have Zach Ertz than a lot of really bad tight ends. At least he's getting targets. Uh, the offense is terrible. It's not great, but all tight ends are terrible. Like you can pick up Zach Ertz and start playing him right away and play him probably week in week out. And if Kyler comes back and he's healthy, woo, that's, it's going to turn better at later in the yeah. season. And so that's, I think Zach Ertz is a great pickup at the tight end. 18 targets through two weeks. Um, let's talk about those three guys we talked about. You, you, so you'd much rather have Ertz than Pitts. That's so gross. Yes. Yeah. Weird to say, right? Uh, what about Pat Fryermuth? I'd rather have Ertz. David and Joku. I'd rather have Ertz. Yeah. Yeah. I'm right there with you on. Uh, what about? Jake... Let me ask you. Okay. Asking for a friend. Would you rather have okay. Zach Ertz or Dallas Goddard? Oh. If you would have asked me that <laughs> before the season started, I would have laughed at you. Um, man, that's – I don't know if I could bring myself to drop Dallas Goddard because I, I just know that he could have that serious involvement in that offense. I know. I can't uh, do it. <laughs> he just doesn't right now. Uh, but I, I would still rather have Goddard. All right. He Thank just, you. Thank you. Thank you. It's more of an explosive offense. He has the potential to score a touchdown week in and week out. I dodged a bullet there. I'm glad. It's it's closer than it should be, though. Absolutely. Um, And I think you're even in more of a tough position because of the how bad you need to win this week. 
Yeah. You know, like if you're an Owen two team, I don't know how quick Goddard gets it turned around and you know, <sighs> Ertz is getting, I mean, 18 targets in two weeks is a big difference from what Dallas Goddard's getting. As, as soon as we finish this episode, I'm going to look at all my waivers. And in that situation, there's, I'm not saying I'm going to drop Goddard, but I may pick up Zach Ertz and play him this week over Goddard. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, yeah, cool. He had six receptions for 22 yards. Yeah. And the week before he had one target and no catches. I mean, that's so hard. Uh, that's tough. Um, you know, some of these other guys, even, you know, Jake Ferguson, uh, super involved in the Dallas offense. We know how much they love their tight end position. Um, you know, and for me, Sam Laporta is another one. I really like the involvement Laporta is getting. Oh, yeah. Um, I was really high on Laporta before the season even started. In underdog, I think I own him in like 76% of my leagues. Dang. Um, on underdog. Uh, he was just going so late in the underdog drafts. And yeah, I, I knew he had the potential to have like a lot of involvement, you know, and last week, you know, he showed it five catches for 63 yards. If he starts getting into the, the, the end zone, that's a tight end. You want that is the potential to finish, you know, pretty high at the tight end position. He's already the tight end seven on the year. So I think I would like to pick up Laporta more than Zach Ertz, but I don't think he's as available as Zach Ertz. I think agree. I think he got some attention week one. So yeah, Laporta's owned in 65% of leagues. Um, and Ertz is only owned in 17% of leagues. Yeah, exactly. According so to sleeper check so. in. So see if Laporta is out there. And if he is, that's the target. If you need a tight end, but if he's not Zach Ertz is absolutely playable. Yes. And then the rest of these guys, Ferguson probably next, uh, he's looked pretty good. And then Kincaid and Hunter Henry, like you can still, you, Hunter Henry's fine. He's kind of in that Zach Ertz vein of like, wow, I can't believe this guy's still around. And how is he probably going to end up as like a top 10 tight end? Um, so I like Hunter Henry. Dalton Kincaid is like, you're looking for the upside kind of similar with Sam Laporta. He just hasn't flashed as much. He has been splitting. Um, and the other tight end they got there is good. Um, uh, but I would probably rather own do you remember his any name? of these guys. Oh, uh, Gasicki. No, the other Buffalo tight end. Oh, uh, Dawson Knox. Dawson Knox. Knox and Kincaid have been splitting. And so that's been a little frustrating, but Kincaid's shown some flashes. So, yes. Yeah. But I think it'll stay that way. I'd probably rather own all of them except for Kincaid, uh, Ertz, Ferguson, Laporta, Henry over Pitts and Pat Fryermuth. I'd probably rather own any of them. I don't think I could drop Kyle Pitts for Jake Ferguson or Hunter, like maybe for Hunter Henry. Maybe, yeah, he for Henry and Ertz, it'd be tough. I could definitely do Laporta for Pitts. Um, but yeah, I know Ferguson, was, special, re- Ferguson but... was really involved, but at the same time, he wasn't insanely effective. He did a little better in week two, and they want to get him going. But like week one, he had some bad drops, I think it was. And um, yeah, he had seven targets in week one, but only two receptions yeah. and then yeah, a couple of those were, were bad drops and he turned it around yeah. a little this week. So I like the involvement. I just don't know that he's 
to the well, talent he level because he caught a touchdown. Yeah. Other than that, he had the exact same yardage. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, so he's, he's involved and they want to get him going. I just don't know how good he is. Whereas like, I'm confident that, you know, Ertz has been a good tight end forever. And the fact that he's getting the volume means he's going to be good. Hunter Henry, it's yeah. kind of the same deal. Like he's, he's been a good tight end for a long time. And, um, if he's going to continue to get volume, you, you can play him pretty confidently. Sam Laporta is a special case where it's like, Hey, this rookie looks really good. Like we need to take a look and yeah, you know, so but Jake Ferguson, I don't know. I'm a little iffy on him. I think he'd be the lowest for me. Well, he'd be above Kincaid right now. Yeah. Same. Um, it, that's just it, it's crazy because Henry's getting like super involved in the the red zone, and I love that. I mean, it's not sustainable for him to get a touchdown every week like he is right now, but he's still getting yards, which is what you kind of want to see out of your tight end. I mean, it's just you're not getting that out of a lot of these other you know tight ends. I Catches think Henry may Henry may be the tight end one on the season, which is. Kind of crazy to me. He's number two. He's tight end two on the season. Yeah, so he's probably not out there in a lot of leagues at this point. But if he still is, you can definitely do worse. Yeah. Um, all right, let's hop over the defenses real quick. Last thing. A um, few streaming defenses. You can take the Chiefs against Chicago. The Chiefs looked really good against Jacksonville. Um, and Chicago is pretty much guaranteed to give up at least like five sacks. So you got that going for you. Um you have the Patriots going against the Jets. Um, you also have the Jets going against the Patriots. Uh, the Jets are available in some leagues, uh, surprisingly. So, you know, keep keep an eye out on that. And then you have the Jags going against Houston. That one's kind of interesting to me because I think Houston's passing game is getting a lot better. So I think they're still going to score a few points, but they're still giving up sacks and there's still that potential going up against a rookie quarterback to give up an interception. So. And the Jags defenses looked pretty good. They looked pretty good against Kansas city this last week. Yeah. They held them to 17 points. Yeah. So yeah, it's definitely, definitely potential there. So, um, all right. You got anything else? Any, anything we missed? I don't Any think so. Hey, if you have start sit questions, hit us up on Twitter. Uh, you can find me at Besco or at BCFF underscore Jordan. And, uh, and yeah, Zach, you can find at BCFF underscore Zach. It's Z A K. Um, and then I'm at BCFF underscore Brandon. Yeah. So and, hit us up there with your start sit questions. Or if you're not, you know, if you're looking at waivers and you don't know what to do, Hit me with your questions. I'm happy to answer them. I'm pretty much on Twitter all the time. Same. So, uh, Way yeah, too much. Would, uh, yes. Um, even at work. Uh, that's why. Shout I out to Ritter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thankfully, no one at work besides Ritter listens to this. And, well, he's on Twitter all the time at work. So, uh, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> but, you know, that. Thanks, everybody. Uh, I hope his boss doesn't hear this. Yeah. (laughs) He's in trouble now. Um, Yeah, we are closing in on 3,000 downloads. Let's um, go. Which is absolutely insane. We're almost there. We're, you know, averaging a little over 100 downloads an episode, which is just crazy to me. Um, You know, when we first started this, like, we talked about, like, we got to hit that first 100 downloads, and it was just like, kind of quick (laughs) and now 
now to think that we're closing in on 3000 is absolutely insane to me. So, um, you know, shout out to everybody that's listening all over the place. We really appreciate it. Um, again, if anybody has any questions, needs anything, you know, we would love to, to talk about it, uh, on Twitter, you're welcome to message us or, you know, just, just tag us in something. If you got some start sick questions, we're on there answering on random posts that, you know, other people have too, and putting our opinion out there as far as who we like to see. Um, I had a close one this weekend with, uh, Higgins and someone said, you know, Higgins or Gabe Davis and didn't think Gabe Davis was going to have the game that, that he had. And, and uh, they posted back to me. It was like, oh, I knew I should have went with Gabe Davis. And then Higgins <laughs> scored two <laughs> touchdowns. And I was like, whoo, saved by that one. But uh, didn't call. think it was going to be a, Yeah, did not think it was going to be that close. But, um, you know, Gabe, Gabe has those games. So it's he does. Happen. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, thank you, everybody. We really appreciate it. And, uh, Jordan, I hope you have a great night, man. You too. Talk to you soon.